0: Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I'm well, thank you, Rick. Hello, friends. Well, listen, I got a question today. That This topic comes up every once in a while. There's a little bit of confusion about that. So when I came to Christ, I was baptized in water. So I got dunked in the water. And after that, I read a verse, Mark 1, chapter 8, says that Jesus is going to come baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So what does that mean? Do I need to get baptized again in the Holy Spirit? Can you help me understand this?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing thing, the very thing that Paul, When he was writing, talking about evidence of that which makes us all one body and unified is a thing that is so much controversy and often divides us. So you're talking about Mark chapter 1. It's John the Baptist. He is uh, being asked who he is, what his ministry is. And he says, listen, there's somebody who's coming after me that I'm not uh, willing or I shouldn't be one who stoops down to untie his sandals. I'm going to baptize you with water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Fast forward throughout the entire ministry of Jesus, then, and in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, Jesus says, Hey, John baptized you with water, but not many days from now, I'm going to baptize you in the Spirit. And so then the next chapter, Acts chapter 2, we have this event, which is surely the fulfillment of what Jesus was talking about in Acts chapter 1, that is this baptism of the Spirit. And when it happened, it says, Tongues of fire set on the apostles. It says that they began to speak in tongues, which There'll be another episode that we'll do on the issue of tongues, but the tongues there, it's a very specific word, it's a known language, and we know it was a known language even then in Acts chapter two, because it says that men heard the proclamation that went on from those apostles in that particular time of day in their native language or in their own tongue. In other words, they understood what was being said, even though they represented many different nations, many different tribes, many different peoples. God got the gospel out to them through the apostles on that day, even though they were uneducated and untrained men, in fluent language that was understood by people. Okay, So that event seemed to be the fulfillment of what Mark said would happen in, in verse 8 of chapter 1, when John the Baptist prophesied that. What Jesus said is about to happen not many days from now. And, uh, and then that Paul refers to in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. And I'll have to go back and talk a little bit about Acts in just a moment. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this. It says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, we were all baptized, every believer, and made a drink of one spirit. Okay? And so what Paul's arguing there is that if you're a member of the body of Jesus Christ, the church, you have been baptized by the spirit. Now, why that's important is because many people have had some experience, they believe, separate and apart from a moment when they profess, a saving faith in uh, a trust in Jesus Christ, which was their saving moment, they would say that later, separate and apart from that, subsequent to that, they had a, some sort of second blessing, which has been commonly confused with the idea of being baptized in the spirit. Part of the reason they do that is they misunderstand, part, not all, but some of the people misunderstand what was happening in the book of Acts. Acts is a transitional book. It is descriptive of what God was doing as he was establishing the church, okay? The question needs to be answered, what's gonna happen if Jesus was, uh, came to be the Messiah of the Jews and the Jews rejected him and the Jews' acceptance of him was gonna usher in the kingdom, now that the Jews have rejected him, what's gonna to happen to the kingdom? And uh, what's the relationship with those who are non-Jews, with uh, the nation of Israel? And so a lot of that is being answered in the book of Acts, which is a book that is, again, descriptive, of what God was doing, not prescriptive for all time. And, uh, and so what, what you need to understand is in the book of Acts, Jesus was saying, look, you are going to be identified with the Spirit. The works that you've seen done in me, in John chapter 14, Jesus says, these will do even greater works than these you will do. And the way you're going to do that is the same way that Jesus was able to do everything, which is by the power of the Spirit as Jesus lived in relationship with the Father by faith through the enabling of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was gonna allow his church to do the exact same thing. In 1 Corinthians, Paul's saying, here's one of the problems that's happening in the church, there's disunity among you because you are valuing certain expressions of the gifts, some of the miraculous or sign gifts that the early church had were were being more celebrated and um, pridefully, if you will, displayed than others. And Paul's arguing, hey listen, It's the same spirit at work in all of us. We all have uh, different gifts that we should all use for the glory of God, not for our own glory. Our gifts are given to build up the church for the glory of God. And you all have been baptized in the same spirit. That guy doesn't have more of the spirit than you. He's got a different role maybe than you in the body, but not a different um, blessing in the sense that he is ahead of you spiritually just because he has those gifts. So um, the baptism of the spirit is based on 1 Corinthians 12, 13, has to be present in every single believer. And it's not something that happens separate and subsequent to your faith in Jesus Christ. Now Rick, there's no question there are certain people who it's their testimony that after they've come to know Jesus, have some second work of grace in their life. And I I have no problem with the fact that that God at times uh, will um, seem to come to us in a way that's more real, and even in some way that deepens our conviction and possibly even uh, moves us forward in an in a, in a observable, transformable way in our obedience to Christ and our usefulness to Him, to call that the baptism of the Spirit would be a misnomer. And it leads to a lot of confusion. It leads to a lot of insecurity in people. It leads to a, a torturing, I think, of the scriptures. And I think it's really often, by well-meaning people sometimes, an example of when we take our own experience and we try and find someplace in the Bible that matches it. It's not a good way to read the Bible. It's called eisegesis, which is you put in to the scripture the thinking that should really be exegesis, to take from the scripture. Knowledge comes from God's word. We don't find our experience in the scripture. We take it from. So the baptism of the Spirit is really nothing more than what happens in the moment that we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, we are baptized as one Lord, one God, one faith, one baptism, Ephesians chapter 4 says. And we've all been baptized in the same spirit.
0: Let me ask you this real quick as we finish. You, you say things in really winsome ways sometimes that help us remember uh, phrases and ways to communicate. Yeah. What would you say if someone comes up to you and they go, Hey, Todd, you have ever, ba- ever been baptized in the spirit? How do you answer that question? Yeah, People I say s- that. Uh,
1: how? I would say I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and so absolutely, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, uh, If I'm not been baptized in the Spirit, I'm not a member of the body of Jesus Christ, which means I'm not a member of the church, which means I'm not converted. And so uh, people ask, is Watermark a Spirit-filled church? I say, I certainly hope so. Because if we're not, we're not the church of Jesus Christ. In fact, one of the problems is because the Spirit is a very difficult um, person to understand in the Godhead, right? I mean, uh, a lot of times Mm -hmm. people are intimidated by this, this, this aspect of the Trinity. I mean, the Father we get a sense of, the Son is the visible image of the invisible God, but because some Bible translations call him the Holy Ghost, we're like, Oh my gosh, what is that? You know? And so, in fact, I, I, I joke sometimes, there's a series I've done that when the people talk about the Trinity, they can talk about like, you know, the uh, Big Daddy Junior and the spook, right? And nobody wants to talk about who the spook is yeah. because it's creepy. It's like Casper, even if he's a friendly ghost, he's still a ghost. Well, the Holy Spirit is a person, he's a he, he's not an it. And if you are not abiding with the Spirit, if you're not yielded to the Spirit, if you're quenching the Spirit, you will bear no fruit, okay? And, and when the Spirit is present, that's when we receive power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you will be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will receive power, the Scripture says. So apart from God's Spirit working in us, what Paul says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. And so what I like to tell people is this, this is about as winsome as I can say it. The question is not how much of the Spirit do you have, but how much of you are you availing to the Spirit, okay? Because the moment you believe you are sealed in the Spirit, you are baptized in the Spirit, and you should be continually being yielded to the Spirit of God which is in you. That word is the word filled. It doesn't mean you get something in you that wasn't there. The word filled can sometimes mean uh, controlled by, like that guy was filled with anger, filled with rage, filled with lust. We don't think he drank a bottle of lust. What we're saying is he's being controlled right now by his lust and not by the spirit.
0: Got it. Well, I'm glad this is the church where we do talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so, you've got to. In the show notes, I'm going to put a sermon series that you did, The Lowdown on yeah. Filling Up. Yeah. I'll put that down there. And then we did another Real Truth, real quick. How do I know if I have the Spirit? Yep. We'll put that on there, too, for people to check Fantastic. out. Fantastic. Awesome. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth, real quick.